Welcome to The Sunday Soother, a podcast, newsletter, and community about authentic living and compassionate personal development. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a life coach, online teacher, and writer focused on self-reflection, mindfulness, and how to create meaning in our everyday lives in practical ways. Join me weekly for conversations about personal growth, spirituality, self-discovery, and self-care, and how we can navigate this messy world with hope and humanity. Hey, everybody, it's Catherine. Welcome to the Sunday Seether podcast. And today I am so excited to be talking to you about a topic I love dearly, which is business and entrepreneurship in celebration of the fact that the Secretly Ambitious waitlist is now open. Secretly Ambitious is my 12-week business and entrepreneurial course for highly sensitive people who want to start a business but don't know where to begin. If you get on the waitlist, you'll get $100 off when the course opens in July. Lots of other goodies, first to know when it opens. And this is the course that I designed, uh, like all my freaking courses. I wish I'd had this course. I wish I'd had this community. I wish I'd had this guidance. <laughs> it is a blend of um, nervous system regulation, mindset work, emotional regulation, and extremely practical and tangible steps like for what you actually need to do to start a business. So it's my unique flavor on starting the business. It's the material that I use myself to make 50K my first year of coaching, 250K my second year of coaching, and on track to do more than that this year in 2022. You know, there's lots of things I don't know stuff about, but I know some stuff about business. (laughs) And so I think you would really benefit from this course, especially if you're feeling that tug in your soul to entrepreneurship, but you're scared and you don't know where to begin. The course will be full price $9.97. Again, if you're on the waitlist, you'll get about $100 off for that. So get on that waitlist, show notes there. And at the link in the show notes, you can also read everything about the course. You can read all the modules, you can read testimonials, you can read the FAQ and description of what the course will offer and all that good stuff. But let's move on to the five biggest blocks you will experience as a highly sensitive entrepreneur and how to overcome them. Because when I got into business, what I thought I needed to know, I didn't need to know that stuff. But I did need to know the stuff that I'm going to tell you about today, because these were the biggest things that were blocking me. And if I had worked on these things first, everything else from business would have flowed a lot more easily for me. And I mean, things flowed okay for me because I kind of was willing. I always say like I'm a Capricorn and like business is like kind of a natural environment for me and entrepreneurship is too. Um, And, you know, I had I had early success and we'll see where the rest of my path takes me. Um making 50k your first year as an entrepreneur is pretty damn good. So um, but there was like this more emotional and mindset stuff that if I had it, I would have grown even faster, I 100% believe. And this is the stuff that I worked on that like quintupled myself in my second year. So I wanted to share it with you. And the five things are people pleasing, employee and permission based mindset, fear of visibility and judgment, your money mindset, and as with most things, nervous system and emotional regulation. So I'll break down each of these things and give you a few tips on how to overcome each of them. And these topics are huge components of Secretly Ambitious, so we dive a lot deeper into them in the course. Okay, so it is very difficult to run a business where you are making the shots, calling the shots, and also be a people pleaser. 
Now, you can run a business and be a people pleaser. I run a successful business and I would consider myself in recovery from people pleasing, but it definitely still pops up significantly. Um, But people pleasing is making all of your decisions based on what you perceive other people will think of you, making all of your decisions based on what makes other people feel comfortable, making all of your decisions based on the outcome or the decision that will make the most people like you or perceive you as good or virtuous or a nice person. People pleasing is wanting to prioritize being considered a good person by people. So people pleasing is very, very dangerous, um, whether it's within the container of entrepreneurship or anything else, but I'm sure you all know this, right? So people pleasing in business, I'll give you an example of how this showed up for me. And this was in my second year of business. Um, I had been running courses that were either $100 or a few hundred dollars um, and group courses that were like I sold an entire group course that met for three months where we met weekly for an hour and I offered virtual support and all the course materials for $500. And that's really not much. I I also want to preface, I know it's all relative, but for the amount of work and value that I was putting into that course and into the coaching, $500 was like not a fair return on what I was offering. But I offered it at $500 because that's where my brain was. That's where I was working on. And then I had an upcoming course that I wanted to do. And it was going to be a smaller course. And it was going to be um, like much more intimate and longer and deeper. And there were only going to be like four or five people allowed in the group. And I was wanting to raise the prices to about $2,000. And I was losing my goddamn mind. And I had one woman who was interested in the course. And so we were messaging back and forth. And my brain was just screaming, you can't tell her the price. You can't tell her the price. And I was like, why am I spinning out about this? What is going on? And so I did um, some journaling about it. And I uncovered the thought I had that I just want her to like me. So I should lower the price. And that's what people pleasing in business can look like. You will affect your revenue, you will affect your impact, and you will affect your truth if you continue to submit to people pleasing in business. Now, you can overcome people pleasing in business, again, and in life. I am a I am a people pleaser in recovery. This is completely doable. You work in therapy, you work with a coach, you strengthen your boundaries, you strengthen your nervous system, you define your needs, you start looking inwards and and what you need to do and what is important for you. And you start prioritizing yourself first. And you have to do that in business first as well. You have to charge what you want to charge people's opinions of you be damned. You have to teach what you want to teach, whether or not it's what will attract quote unquote, the most people. You have to market and sell in a way that gets you the results that you want, even if people think you are too much, which is a big fear of ours, right? So I wrote about this in a recent Sunday Soother about people pleasing in business and how I recently launched my dating course. And I was making a promise to myself at the start of the course that I really wanted to go all in in the promotion. Like I wanted to get as many people on that course as I could. I I wanted to do it because I wanted to help as many people. Like my dating course changes lives. And I wanted to prove to myself that I could just like be on blast about this course because I deserved to promote my work. And if other people 
wanted to criticize that about me, I was going to have my own back. And guess what? I got criticized. I got everywhere from wanting to be helpful, but slightly passive aggressive emails to outright critical messages about the volume and the content of my marketing. And that's when I knew I was growing (laughs) because I had taken actions in my business that I knew were likely to result in some criticisms. And that's how I knew I was leaving some people pleasing behind in business. And that's how I knew I was going in the right direction. I would always hear other influencers or business owners or people on Instagram say like, when you get the hate, when the haters start coming, you're going in the right direction. And in my mind, I was like, no, everybody's always going to like me. There must be a way to like have people always like you and go in the right direction, right? But the more I go into my business journey, I understand that they were correct. Um, Haters, criticizers, whatever you want to call them, you know, obviously they're allowed to express their opinions and you can listen or not listen, you can block or not block, whatever you want to do is up to you. But I have found it to be true. The more people you know, not like you don't want like the large, largest percentage of your audience to be criticizing and hating you because that would show that really you were off somewhere and you might need to readjust in your own thinking. But if you're getting some criticism, um, some complaints, some people who think you're doing it the wrong way, that's actually a sign that you are starting to really expand and grow in your business because you're willing to take a stand for the things that you believe in. You're willing to market and become more visible. You're willing to do more promotion and selling. And people are going to react negatively to that because that's kind of how human beings work. So it shows that you're actually making progress there. So that's the first thing. People pleasing is going to be a big block for you as a highly sensitive entrepreneur. And it's okay. You can absolutely create a successful business as a people pleaser. In fact, if you identify as a people pleaser and perfectionist, Secretly Ambitious will be a hugely important course for you um, because that's something that I teach you how to how to move through. The second block that you will face as a highly sensitive entrepreneur, that will be what I call employee and permission-based mindset. So most of us at the age of like three or four go into school and we come out of the school system in our earlier mid twenties, depending if if we choose to go to college and or get um, a master's or a PhD or anything like that, and then we go straight into um, working for somebody else. Generally, so from youth, we are basically trained to need to ask if it's okay to go to the bathroom, let alone if it's okay to do anything else that we want to do. Right. So we develop an extreme employee and permission based mindset, which is thinking that somebody else outside of us has the answers. And this will be a huge block for you in entrepreneurship, because guess what? If you're the boss, if you're the CEO, you're the only person who makes the decisions. I remember the first few months of my business, I was kind, I felt like I was literally just waiting around because I was like, why is nobody telling me what to do? And I really didn't get it. And then I was like, shit, Catherine, you got to tell yourself what to do. You have to be both like the employer and the employee. You decide if you want to run metrics reports. You decide what offers you're going to promote. You decide if you work on Fridays or don't work on Fridays. You decide what time you close your laptop. You decide what time you open your laptop, right? And there is you know, it's scary to step out of employee and permission based mindset, because it means stepping into radical personal agency. And, you know, all the decisions are on you. And that means all the successes and all the failures, too. But it is so important to do. And it's so liberating to do. Um, There's a business coach whose podcast I listen to. I can't remember the name of her podcast, but um, her name is Catherine Morrison. And she has a metaphor about this, 
I think her podcast is called Think Like an Entrepreneur. And she talks a lot about um, moving from um, employee mindset to entrepreneurship mindset. And the metaphor that she uses is that like, when we're employees, we're basically horses in a zoo, or zebras in a zoo or whatever four legged (laughs) hooved animal you want to think about. And when we're in a zoo, we know exactly when we're supposed to wake up, we know exactly when we're supposed to go asleep. Um, We know exactly when we're going to get fed, we know that we're going to get fed by somebody else. But there's a yearning in wild animals to be free, right and to make their own decisions. And she says, you know, entrepreneurship is like being the horse that was born in the zoo is suddenly kind of let out onto the plains. And that can be a shock to the system, even if it's the inherent nature of that horse to be wild and free. But you have to start thinking like you're the person who decides when you eat. (laughs) You're the person who decides, you know, when it's time to do things, when it's time to not do things. And so kind of like helping yourself move from this mindset where you have to ask permission all the time. Is it okay if I'm doing this? Is it right if I'm doing this? And you're looking to somebody else. And then becoming instead that kind of this personality where you're both those people. You have to put on, you know, people always say put on your CEO hat. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? But when you put on your CEO hat, it means you're making the decisions for your business. And then when you have your employer hat back on, you're executing the decisions that you as your CEO have made. And it requires um, an incredible amount of self-trust, which you don't have to have to start out with, but you do have to, you will end up developing. So that's the second block. The third block that I see is fear of visibility and judgment. And this is definitely linked to the first block of people pleasing. Um, You are going to be judged in business. Um, and you are going to be seen more, which offers more opportunity for criticism. And I, I did talk about this, right? Like me getting some criticism in the way that I marketed and promoted and the volume of how I did it in my last course. And this is just going to happen. <laughs> so it's actually a sign that you're succeeding and you're on the right track if it's happening. And if you can just take the mindset that like this is inevitable, that people will judge me and be like, it's as inevitable as sometimes it's going to rain in the weather and I don't make rain a problem in living my life. Like we have umbrellas, we go outside when it rains and you just deal with it. Even if you don't like it, that is kind of the mindset that you need to adopt uh, as an entrepreneur too, because you're going to get judged by all sorts of people. You're going to get judged by your family. Your family's not really going to, under- if you came from a traditional family who has backgrounds mostly in traditional nine to fives, they're going to think you're um, cuckoo <laughs> for wanting to run your own business. And they're not going to get it. Your partner may not get it. Your friends may not get it. Um, lots of people aren't going to get it. So that's going to be one layer of judgment that you're going to have to learn how to deal with. Other judgment comes from your potential audience, community, and clients, right? Um, people can tend to, as you grow and develop an audience and put yourself out there a little bit more, um, people obviously will hopefully like respond well to the things that you're offering and find value and wisdom and knowledge and all that you offer. But sometimes they'll put you on a pedestal and forget that you're human too, and that you make mistakes or, you know, that you don't always know the right answer. And sometimes they'll criticize you too. And it's all survivable. You know, that's the other thing too. When you have sort of unshakable self-trust and belief in yourself, which you develop just like a skill, like anything else, 
Um, the judgment, you know, it pings off of you and it's not great. Um, but you know, you, it's totally survivable. Visibility is another thing. I mean, visibility and judgment kind of go hand in hand because the more visible you come, you become, the more likely people are to judge you. But visibility, there are, there's a spectrum for this. Do I think you need to be like the face of your personal brand in order to have a successful business? No, not necessarily. But there is an element of your business being you. And as your business grows, you becoming more visible as the person running the business as well. And highly sensitive women, we can find it really unsafe to be more visible. So a lot of the work here is the nervous system work that we need to do and staged work, like really becoming like little by little practicing visibility. Um, And just remembering that visibility is a skill, right? Like everything that I'm talking about today and everything in a business is like, it's a skill that you can learn. You can be taught by other people. You can either learn about it on your own through experience or self-education with books. You can take courses, you can hire a coach and they can teach you these specific things. You don't need to know right now, like you don't have to overcome people pleasing to start a business. (laughs) You will become less of a people pleaser throughout the process of starting your business. You don't immediately have to have CEO mindset. You develop that through the process of running your business. And you don't immediately have to be incredibly comfortable being visible (laughs) to start a business. You learn to do that little by little in the process of business. So remember to just treat all of these things as skills as well. Skills that you can learn. If there's anything I know about you guys is that you did good in school right? People gave you material and you learned. And you can do the same in entrepreneurship, right? Okay, the fourth block that I see is 100% issues with money and associating um, wanting to make money as being greedy or a bad person. Um, You know, there's just no way to get past it that if you think money is bad and that you're shameful for wanting to make money, that it will significantly hamstring you in starting and running a business because a business is not charity. You are exchanging value for services that you provide in the world. And something that really has helped me think about this is that um, the statement, I probably saw it on like Instagram somewhere, which is um, commerce is not capitalism. You know, capitalism is a relatively recent few hundred years old system in which we operate, which has like extremely negative effects. But commerce has been going on, you know, since the dawn of time. And commerce has always been the exchange of goods and services for value um, back and forth between people. And when you start to learn that what you're providing is commerce and what you're providing is an exchange for people who need it, the money stuff can become a little bit less um, less troublesome for you. But you'll know that you have money mindset blocks if, if you think it's gross to want to make money. If you hear people who talk about making a lot of money, you find that really repulsive. Um, if you are scared to charge more than you know, $100 for some of your offerings. Um, If you think that people who are charging several thousand dollars or tens of thousands of dollars for their services are greedy um, or exploiting people, these are all symptoms of significant money mindset issues. And getting right on money is going to be important for you um, because by definition, being entrepreneurial and running a business is getting into the waters of exchanging money for services. And it would be like saying you want to be a chef, 
but she thought that food was exploitative and gross and greedy. (laughs) And it would be like, well, (laughs) like, what are you doing in the kitchen then? Right? So you don't have to like love money right away or love the idea of wanting to make a lot of money. But ask yourself if you can just simply think, where can you start to think of money as neutral? Right? A very common example in money mindset things is um, thinking of a knife. And a knife can be used to harm somebody or it can be used to cook a delicious meal for somebody. And money is the same case, right? Right now in the world, we have a lot of people who are using money as the knife to harm people. And it is a very strong belief of mine that the more that money gets in the hands of highly sensitive women, um, empathetic women, big hearted women, women who want to support their communities, donate to charities, um, help out other people, that that money is going to be used for better and better causes. And like, so we should get more of it, right? Because the reality is, is that money is um, a significant component of power in today's society. And I want people like you and me to have more power. That's really the long and the short of it. So the final block that I see for uh, highly sensitive entrepreneurs is nervous system and emotional regulation. So if you're a highly sensitive person, it's quite likely that your nervous system is very dysregulated and you don't know how to self-regulate your emotions. And so if you can learn to ground your nervous system so that for not 100% of the time, but for the bulk of the time, it is regu- it is fairly regulated and grounded. And if you can learn how to experience the discomfort of any emotion, then you're really unstoppable. I mean, think about it. If you can tolerate any emotion, you can do anything because something will happen, right? That causes an emotion in you. And the emotion is why you stop doing the thing, right? So say that I had been promoting a course and somebody had, again, criticized me for whatever thing I was promoting. And I felt the emotion of um, anxiety and fear and self-doubt. And if I hadn't had practice in experiencing the discomfort of having those emotions already, then I would have just stopped right there because those emotions would have felt so overwhelming and awful. And I would want the thing I would want is like to stop the emotions that would become my priority rather than focusing on my business goals. And if I wanted to stop the emotions and the experience of those negative emotions, I would be like, I need to stop my business. (laughs) But since I have a ton of experience by this point, because you're going to get it in business one way or another, of experiencing negative emotions, and I know right now it is simply an uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortable physical sensation that I can learn to tolerate and be with, then I just, I let it go through me. And I don't let it make the decision for me. I also do incredible, incredibly regular nervous system regulation, right? I do exercises every day to ground and regulate my nervous system. And I have pretty good nervous system fluency at this point. So I can understand if I'm dysregulated, what dysregulated me, and that I should not make decisions from a dysregulated nervous system because they won't lead to the results that are supportive to to me or my business. So these are things that I teach inside of Secretly Ambitious. So these five blocks again, and this is not a comprehensive list. You'll find as you go through entrepreneurship, there's lots of blocks. Like entrepreneurship is like the ultimate portal to self-growth. You will experience fear. You will experience self-doubt. 
Um, you will experience challenges and moments of hardship. And you will also experience like the most incredible growth on a soul and personal level that you could ever experience. Like you will become unstoppable through the portal of growth that is starting your own business. So if you're up for the task, you know, come on in because it's a lot of fun. Um, But the five blocks again are people pleasing, employee and permission-based mindset, fear of visibility and judgment, money mindset blocks, and then nervous system and emotional regulation. So I hope this is a little helpful in helping you understand what, you know, might be preventing you from stepping into entrepreneurship right now. And I would really urge you to remember, you don't have to solve these things first before you become an entrepreneur. You actually solve them while being an entrepreneur, because being an entrepreneur is the invitation to really work with these issues. Um, Again, it's an incredible amount of growth, and I really can't recommend it enough. So if you are like me and you feel the call to entrepreneurship, or you are an early stage entrepreneur, but you're not making the kind of money that you want or impact that you want to have, consider signing up for the waitlist for Secretly Ambitious. You'll get $100 off the course. You'll get a community of other um, early stage entrepreneurs to support you, to network with, to do this work with you. You don't have to do entrepreneurship alone. My God, the, the example I often use is like, if you decided to be a dentist, you wouldn't just be like, guess I'm gonna go figure out how to be a dentist. <laughs> You would like and watch some YouTube videos or whatever. You would sign up for professional training and development and coaching, right? And that's what Secretly Ambitious can be for you. It is $1,000. Consider it the first investment in your business because you're also going to be, be have to become comfortable with spending money in order to create money, which I also used to think was bullshit. And I'm like, nope, that's how it works is you invest and then you get the return on the things that you spend money in. And um, it's also a business expense, so you can write it off. So I hope you'll consider signing up for the waitlist for Secretly Ambitious. I hope this was useful to you, whether or not you are considering entrepreneurship or are an entrepreneur, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. DM me on Instagram or email me at katherine at and I'll talk to you guys next week. That's it for this week's Sunday Soother. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment, go on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That's how other people find this podcast and the message of hope and compassionate personal growth I'm hoping to spread to many more people just like you. You can find me on Instagram at Katherine Andrews and find out more about The Sunday Soother at thesundaysoother.com. You can also check out my services, courses, and coaching at katherinedandrews.com. Have a great day ahead.